Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Devarim, the beginning of the final book of the Torah. We'll start with a brief recap. The Israelites are on the bank of the Jordan River and Moses begins his final speech. He reminds them of the ways they've messed up, but also how they've grown in size and stature since leaving Egypt. He recalls appointing judges and remembers the incident of the spies who came back full of bad news about the land of Israel, leading God to punish the people with 40 years in the desert and banning anyone from the generation who left Egypt from entering the land. Fast forward 38 years, the people are ready to enter the land, but God tells them to leave Edom, Moab, and Ammon alone because these are the lands of the descendants of Esau and Lot. To avoid them, the Israelites ask to go through Amor, but Sihon, their king, says no and wages battle on the Israelites. They defeat him and take his land, and then they do the same thing to Og in the kingdom of Bashan. The land of these two kingdoms is given to the tribes of Reuben, God, and half of Manasseh. And Moshe reminds everybody of the borders of their territories, and then reminds those tribes of the commitment of those tribes to send soldiers with the rest of the people to capture Canaan. Moshe ends this parsha by telling Joshua, who will lead the people into battle, not to be afraid and to have courage. Now, we can debate who wrote the Torah and how much of the book of the Brashit Moshe wrote or knew, but no matter where you sit on that debate, there is something undeniably poetic about this parsha. At the very beginning, as Moshe begins to address the people, he says, Adonai your God has multiplied you until you are today as numerous as the stars in the sky, thus confirming the promise that God made to Abraham way back at the beginning of the Torah, that Abraham's descendants will be as numerous as the grains of sand on a beach or the stars in the sky. Whether or not we believe Moshe is explicitly referring to this line in Breshit, we, as readers who do know the whole Torah, cannot help but hear him and see a circle completed. What we and Moshe know is how much this outcome was not guaranteed. At each generation, from Isaac all the way to the present, the people had to continue to identify with their ancestors and the rest of the growing people. Whether they knew it or not, in each generation they were exercising their free will to bring God's promise to fruition. Moses is going to go on to say some pretty harsh stuff to the people, and he's clearly afraid that when he's gone, they will deviate from God's ways and lose their identity. But it seems like he doesn't need to worry that even the pressures of four centuries of enslavement and oppression couldn't kill the chain of choice that began with Abraham answering God's call to pack up and move. The poignancy of this is really just getting me in the kishkas. Most of the time, the things we want and work for happen just like this, slowly and over time. Maybe so slowly that we don't think it's working, we can only see the challenges. Yet often, as we are making progress through our choices, we're doing it on a daily basis. As we enter the final days in Moshe's life, I want to offer him a blessing, that he be able to recognize all of the changes he's overseen, and that he find peace knowing that the people are going to be all right. And for anyone here who is in the midst of something big and doesn't know if it's really happening, I hope you too get the chance to recognize your goals coming to fruition, even if that's hard to do day to day. I'll see you next week.